Welcome to So Sorry for Your Loss. This is not your average grief group. I'm Gianna Demedio. Thanks for joining me as we normalize the conversation around grief with the stories of those who've gone through it, a whole lot of humor, and a pinch of celebrity and entertainment news. Because fun fact, they grieve too. There's more to grief than that godforsaken dove flying over a willow tree on a sympathy card. I know you've seen it and know what I mean. Let's change the way society looks at it. Visit ssfylpodcast.com for more. You have a great show today. So good that I am not even going to waste time talking. I am going to get right into it and let you hear from Jonathan Mark, who is a spiritual medium to the stars. Think of anybody in entertainment, and he has probably done private readings for them. He posts about some of it on his Instagram. He has a new TikTok series. He is really taking off. And the best part is he is just a totally normal dude. That's what drew me to him in the first place. He's just like you and I. And he happens to have this incredible gift, and he's using it for good. He's really incredible. It gave me a lot of peace to hear from him about the signs in the universe and what they mean or how I should be tapping into certain things from those that I've lost and how you can too. So I really hope you get that feeling of comfort today that I did. I am probably going to do a bonus episode because there is a lot of grief stuff to talk about in entertainment news this week, but wanted this to focus on Jonathan alone. So check back for another bonus episode and enjoy Jonathan Mark. Well, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. Are you in LA right now? No, I'm at my um, parents' house in in New York, on in Long Island. Island. Well, I'm not too far from you. I'm in Philadelphia right oh, now. Oh yeah, and then You're not yeah, far at all. yeah, and then uh, we're actually leaving next week. We're gonna spend five weeks out in Laguna Beach. Beautiful. I love Laguna. It is yeah. so nice. Just like such a chill vibe, mellow vibe. It's literally the best. I think you'll love it. Yeah. If I'm missing, my mom's a little worried that I'm not gonna come back. <laughs> my mom was very worried about that with me with like LA, and like yeah. then I made a point just to um, be like bi-coastal. Because yeah. I want to be close to my family and stuff. Yeah. And, but like everything. Right, because you're I Italian. Do. That's in us. We got to be close to the family. You know, exactly. we got to have the meatballs and the Sunday sauce and the whole thing. Yeah, I get it. You need your family around you. Yeah. <laughs> and they're the only people that will really keep you grounded too. They won't let anything happen. Yeah. They'll put you in your exactly. place real fast. So like. Exactly. I, need, I definitely need like just like family like around me like at all times. So Yeah. Anyway. I could. I feel like I hear from other mediums and it's the same thing where they work with their family. I think yeah. it's something where people are used to being taken advantage of. So yeah. I, I don't blame you for that. I could totally yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. And it seems like your mom was kind of part of your journey in the beginning to to start yeah. with. I, I heard on another podcast and asking how you even got started with this or how you mm-hmm. recognize that you had this gift was that your mom was talking to you or your mom was asking if you had an imaginary friend because you were playing with oh, the swing yeah. set in the backyard. Yeah, Tell us yeah about that's that. actually like, later on in the story because in like in in the beginning um my aunt my mom's sister they're like best friends her name is susan they were like best friends i mean they were a few years apart they lived together like after college like they loved each other so she passed away when i was about like six months old so i never really got to like meet her she passed away actually at my age at 29 and um so i never really got to truly meet her you know i never really got that relationship with her but I would always say to my mom, and I'm sure many people like kind of like with family members, they have pictures of their family members and especially ones that, that, you know, pass away tragically, I guess there would be like pictures and I'd be like, oh, and Sue's here. My mom's like, oh, like, that's cute. Like, you know, like thinking that I'm just talking about like, um, you know, the pictures and stuff. But then there was like an incident where I'm pretty sure it was like Easter. I I think I was about three or four and my grandfather, her father, they were all sitting by like the couch and I walk up to my mom and I go, oh, Susan's thanking you for burying her in your jean jacket. And my mom turned like white, like a ghost because I, and then I found out the backstory like later on, obviously, but the backstory was why she freaked out was because um, before they put her and buried her in the ground, um, my mom put on this jean jacket for her that they used to steal from each other all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Typical so, sisters. 
exactly yeah i mean i don't have a sister but um i used to take my brother's clothes so i figured yeah. it's like kind of similar to that but um yeah so she took that and then my mom turned like white like a ghost and my mom's like how did you know that like who told you like i never told anyone and i was like oh she's right here she's actually standing right there and i described like what she was wearing like i guess a week before she passed away like so like the earrings the necklaces uh-huh. the clothes how her hair was so then my mom's like okay this is like kind of freaky but then it goes to when i was about seven or eight um we have a I, I live in long island in like obviously like the woodsy area and there was a swing set and i was pushing the swing set and i kept saying oh the um tony's here tony's here tony's here my mom's like oh an imaginary friend and i guess i got like super frustrated because i was like actually seeing him yeah so, like, so my mom's like uh why are you getting so mad and i was like no he's here and i kept saying he's fat which like shoot me in the head now that I, you know, I say that now but I'm like I'm like he's fat he's fat and um my mom's like what the hell are you talking about so we just moved into this house when I was like around that age and the people who own the house came back to pick up last minute stuff I guess uh-huh. or like mail that was being sent and like bills and stuff and uh, my mom's like yeah just you know can you walk me through the house any history of the house and the guy's like talking and I guess like his son passed away where the swing set was and his uh-huh. name was Anthony and my mom, like, you know, as a joke, she's like, you got to shut up about this stuff. Like, this is too weird. Like, you got to shut up about it. Yeah, but, like, it was overwhelming for her, I'm sure. And yeah. for you at this time, did it, was it weird? Were you like, okay, like, I'm connecting with somebody I shouldn't be? Or you just thought this well, was normal? You didn't know that not everybody can yeah. do this? Yeah, at that age, I thought it was extremely normal. So I thought, like, what I was seeing and stuff, like, my mom was, like, you would be, like, I just thought it was extremely normal. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was any different obviously when I got into my teens and I realized like, you know, the stuff I'm seeing, feeling, well, not really feeling, but I guess, yes, feeling, but seeing, feeling, hearing, like my friends weren't. And if right. I was ever to say something to my friends about, cause I wanted to be as normal as possible, play sports, hang out with friends, you know, do all that. Like they would, you know, make fun of me. They would be like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, like things like that. So I really kept it quiet. Like I kept it quiet for, for a very, very long time until like, I was going off to college to play lacrosse. And really? That long? Yeah. I didn't really speak about it. Yeah. Was that very isolating? Um, yeah, I could say it was. Yeah, it definitely was. Cause I didn't know what was going on. So mm-hmm. like I and I didn't know who to talk to. I don't know how to explain, but I kept getting stronger. So like things were coming more clear to me and it was coming more at a fast pace instead of like in the beginning. And any I'm sure most mediums, like my friends, like all the big mediums on TV that I'm friends with and stuff, they can probably attest to like when you start, yes, it comes strong, but as you continue to do, it's like working out a muscle and becomes more frequent, more right. clear, or whatever. But it was becoming very fast paced for me and I didn't want to talk about it. But when I was going off to college, I told my mom, you know, I'll never forget this. It was the day before I left and I, I asked her if there's any mental illness in the family. I thought I was schizophrenic. I had no oh. idea what was going on. Yeah. And, I was going, and I was like really nervous and like to top it all off too, I was going to the college where my and Sue went. So like all this stuff oh, was just all like, coming together. Yeah. Yeah. It was all like super strange. And then um, my mom's like, I'm seeing a medium because my mom didn't really believe in mediums until like her sister passed. And my mom's like, I need to speak to my sister. Like, yeah. you know, and then she saw like, you know, a couple of my friends like John Edwards and all of them. And then she was just like, I guess like, like blown away by it. Yeah. So she was seeing like this local medium by me. And she's like, do you want me to ask her if you're crazy or if you have this gift? You know, she's like, maybe you're crazy. Like, I don't know. But she's like, there's no mental illness in our family. There's nothing. But you never know. I want to preface this by like, when I thought of mediums when I was 18 at that time, I thought like the big nails, the crystal ball, like I didn't know like what one was. So I was like, I well, guess. you're so right. And that's what I love about you is like, you are the yeah. antithesis image of what somebody would think of a medium. First of all, yeah. I mean, it's very rare for, for males to be in it. Like that's really only come out in, in the last decade or so for males yeah. to be involved in mediumship. And then you're just like this cool dude living your life with your, your hoodie and your sneaks and whatever, like, <laughs> yeah. and that's like, I was so drawn to have you on the show because I want to show people that like, it can be somebody that looks just like you mm-hmm. and me. And it's, it's not yeah. the person with the head wrap sitting in front of a crystal ball type of thing. Like you just said. 
Yeah, yeah. And that, like, that's honestly what I thought it was. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not going to sit there and lie that I didn't think that. Like, I truly thought that. So when my mom went to her and the lady was like, you know, bring him in, like, he could be crazy. She's like, I need to see him. And stuff. <laughs> She's like, I have no idea. Like, this kid could be nuts. So my mom called me and I was like, college. I was like, oh my God, I'll do this later. Like, when I come home, whatever. So I came home for winter break and I walked in. And I'll never forget this. I walk in and she goes, I've never seen someone so talented and so gifted this young. Like, can I train you or help you with this? And my mom was right next to me and, uh, and I immediately froze. And I was like, no, I was like, no. You and didn't I, want was, it. I didn't want it. I didn't want my friends to know. I did not want any of it. Like did not want any of it at, at all. As we left, I turned the corner. I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, I need to do this, don't I? And I was like, you do. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I definitely do. So I, I called her up and she was very sweet. She trained me and she was reading the public for about like, I think eight years at that time. And I caught up to like, I don't want to say skill level, but I caught up to her, like how she reads in like three to four months or less. Wow. And she was like, I can't really like, you know, help you anymore because she's yeah. like you know, you know developing extremely fast yeah so, so my mom just became like my biggest advocate because she would bring me like friends of hers that I've never met and then their mm-hmm. friends and then people from work I've never met and then it was like that's how it happens it's it's word of yeah. mouth and it just like kind of spirals out of control yeah. from there because it's yeah. one of those things where like and I can understand where, why your mom didn't believe in it at first until yeah. she had her own experience I always say yeah. I'm not in the business of trying to make anyone believe it when they have their own experience, they will get it. And that's it. Like yeah. you, you can't say like, oh, but this person knew X about me. Like that means mm-hmm. nothing to somebody. It has, they have to have their mm-hmm. own experience where, you know, the reading that you had with them, you pulled out that one little minuscule fact that nobody yeah. will know. That's exactly right. Yeah. So do you look back on that? And are you so happy that you decided to go for it? Yeah. You know, I gotta be honest, like, um, I was just thinking about this recently, because if I wasn't doing this, I was basically in the academy for NYPD and stuff. I, I always wanted to help people, whether it was police force, military, whatever it was. I knew like my calling was to like help. And mm-hmm. like, I know, I know it sounds corny, but it's like to sacrifice myself for the greater good. Like that's kind of how like I've always felt since like a child. That's so beautiful. And, oh, thank you. Yeah. And so now I look back and I'm like, you know, my mom actually deserves all the credit because she's like, at that point, she was like, you're 23. She's like, go for it. She's like, yeah. why wouldn't you, you know? But like, it was yeah. funny because at that time I had no social media. I didn't want anyone to know anything about me. That's why my name's Jonathan Mark. People don't know my last name unless mm-hmm. they like, which now they do, but they Google the crap at me. But <laughs> like, I didn't want people to know my name. I didn't want my friends to know. Like I was so secretive about it. Like I really didn't tell people. And like, I was reading like celebrities, like early on. They want my friends to know about, it, but now I tell my friends it and they're like, Oh my God, like that made so much sense why you were doing this and that yeah. and whatever. Yeah. It just became crazy. And then like eventually started like, you know, branching off, like when, once I became comfortable with it and um, helping with like law enforcement and, you know, things like that. And I just wanted, you know, what I can do to help is like kind of my biggest thing. So you're leading me right into my next question. I oh think the work that you do with law enforcement is fascinating and something that I feel like I've always been like, why don't law enforcement like tap into mediums more? But I guess they probably do more than we think. They probably just don't publicize it as Mm -hmm. much. So what can you tell us about what you you've done with there? Like any cases you're allowed to talk about of things that you've helped like crack or, or anything like that? I'm trying to think. There's a lot of them that I can't uh, because I'm doing a bunch now, but I, I would say, um, regarding like law enforcement, they do use mediums. You have to like prove yourself and essentially right. like, get it. Like they're not going to take and nothing against anyone that's practicing doing what I do or whatever, what we do. They won't take someone who's random. That's what I've noticed with them. Like someone who like prove themselves. Cause I had to prove myself with like a major case. That's still like, I mean, it's solved now, but they're still going through court stuff. And it's been like mm-hmm. years and that's what I've realized too with this is that like, it, it doesn't just get solved and then finished now. Right. It takes so long, but there was a major case that I helped out with and it was completely on accident. A family member came to me cause they heard about me and they were like, can I relay this information to the police? And I was like, 
the hell are you talking about? I'm like, sure. And back then, and I still don't really watch the news because it's so depressing. So I don't yeah. really watch the news. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then they came back to me and this was like a month later, I get a call from um, PD and like the FBI and all these people. And they're like, you solved the case. And they're like, you know, we thought you were full of crap. <laughs> and um, they're like, we had to see to believe it. And then it led to which this case I can talk about um, the next one, which led to my next case, which was like, there was a big bank in Manhattan. There was, they were getting emails for like a whistleblower and like threats. And there were so many big people's names that were like attached to it. So I was recommended. This guy did not believe me. The CEO did not believe me there. I got, I can't tell them much. Like the amount of crap I got was unreal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I kept telling them, I was like, you need to look for this double initial. It's SS. I'm like, I don't know the name because I've never seen it. So I can't really like um, hone in whatever. on it. Yeah. So the guy's like BS, BS. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? This kid was really harping on it. Let's go to this guy's computer and look. So they, I guess, go in the middle of the night and they look at his computer and they see all the emails, all the drafts for the whistleblower stuff, all the stuff that he has planned out in like a doc. The guy whose a, initial, initials were SS. Yeah. I get a call from um, the FBI team and they're like, yo, like, what the hell, man? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're right. Like, and then the CEO calls me and he's like, dude, he's like, I'm so sorry for giving you crap. And then all of a sudden his wife gets an appointment, his daughter, he gets an appointment, the FBI's family. And then it turns into like this huge thing. And then now I just kind of help them out when it's called, but I would say most of it's like PI stuff, because when you're doing so many cases, you, you like, um, and this is from my experience, I don't know anyone else's experience. It's like super hard to focus on like, one case let alone like three or four at, right. at a time so like pis reach out to me probably like once a week for like different cold cases like around the country and stuff yeah and i try my best to like help but it's you so love doing that i do i do because as you know like i wanted to be in the force like right so, so it's, it's kind of like, like a roundabout like, way of how you got yeah, there exactly and that that's why i i like love it um I think my main thing is just like, I, I just love helping people, whether it's with yeah. cold case or closure or like anything. Like, I think that's what kind of drives yeah. me to do what I do, but definitely the true crime stuff is definitely like very cool. Like the Gabby Patillo case. Like I was going to bring that up. I mean, that's been yeah. wild and you it's yeah. Kate Casey is who the mm -hmm. podcast that you've been on. Yeah, I mean, Kate you've been right friend, there yeah. with, with all of it. Yeah. So it kind of blew up. So I'm getting a lot of like stuff from, um, you know, people that are involved in it because they're like, how did you know this before it even happened yeah. like and stuff so like i'm trying to do my part in every way possible to help out as many cold cases or missing people that that is like out there mm -hmm. and obviously i try to explain to people like what i do is not a perfect science so i i can't lead someone to the water i can kind of give them the map to lead them to the water i'm like yeah. I'm, i think people need to understand that because yeah that's a good analogy i think there's still there's still things that the, the people need to do on their part to then get there. They have to take the information that you give. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Great, great way to put that with the, the Gabby Petito case is, is it the kind of thing though, that when you say things and then you do find out that they end up to be true, like, is um, it, is it still shocking to you or now are you just kind of like, yeah, I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> well, that's a good question. Um, it's still very shocking because yeah, it's shocking in the sense because I don't want it to be true. Right. So it breaks my heart because it's like when I did it, when I did it initially, obviously as a medium, it's like if someone comes through, that means that they're dead. Like that's just like what it is. Right. When I'm tapping off of the picture to read her and she's coming through strong, giving me like specifics about her family, about her, about the situation, about that. I'm like, you know, I had to say it off camera to Kate and I'm sure Kate will test it as well. It's like I felt uncomfortable saying that she was past because it just was so sad yeah. and i know it's such like a national thing at this point but it still does shock me very very much because like again like i don't want to be right right with a lot of the stuff that i see yeah. like i just don't want it to be true that so makes sense not, right because it's tragic yeah. a lot of it yeah it's not it's not uh it's not easy to deal with like on a mental aspect for me and for them like it's it sucks what do you see happening with brian laundry in this case i don't see him I think he's going to be dead by yeah. the time that they find him. And I think um, 
it's going to be due to his own actions rather than the environment's actions. Okay. I think it's going to be like kind of like a mixture of both um, of it, but I think a majority of it's going to be due to his own actions. And I'm sure many people can probably um, like see that like initially, because it's like so much national attention behind it. But I don't know. I just see it being just, he's going to end up doing something to himself and the elements that he's around as well. Tragic, tragic case. Um, So in the, in the last ones, what you were talking about with the FBI, you said that the CEO and some of the detectives Mm -hmm. were like, no, this is not real. We're not using this guy. Have you been encountered with other people in your life that just think that what you do is a complete fraud and how do you handle that? Yeah. I mean, you have people that are skeptics. You definitely do, but you know, I just help. I don't really, I used to get really pissed. Like I used to get really, really, really mad, but I came down to like, yeah, like you can think what you want, unless you sit down, have an experience for yourself, then don't say anything. You can't speak on something that you've never experienced. So yeah. if you're saying it's fraud, I'm like, you know, you don't know what's what I, and the thing I guess that, and myself, Teresa, who I'm friends, like, like, like everyone if there's people out there you that say Teresa so casually, is that Teresa Caputo? Yeah. Ah, amazing. I love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Me and my girl, Teresa. We so. haven't like spoken like a little bit, but like Tyler Henry, I'm close yeah. with. We all read the same people. So it's like, we all kind of like know of each yeah, other. Cool, and know cool. each other and stuff. But it's kind of like, there's people out there, just like there's bad cops. There's bad teachers, bad lawyers, bad doctors. There's also people that are bad mediums that will be fraudulent. So like people can't necessarily say anything because it's like, well, are you, you going to call every doctor a fraud? Like you call mm-hmm. every dentist a fraud, every teacher? I'm like, no, like there's some good ones and there's obviously some bad ones right. that come right. with, with it. But my main thing is just like sit down, have the experience and then go up with that. Don't just because you want to be macho or something, yeah. so, you know. What about within your own family? I will say, you know, we talked about, I'm obviously Italian too. That's how I even encountered someone, uh, a medium before was a a group of my Italian aunts were like, oh my God, I saw this woman. She's fabulous. You got to see her. (laughs) And I did. And it was the exact thing. I mean, like my grandmother came through and all the ways that that I wanted her to. And like, I had kept those notes and it was even like years down the road, things came true. And then I saw her again since my dad had passed and all that. But the women in my family are all for it. Yeah. The men seem to be a little scared of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, Is no, that, that makes a lot of sense. what you feel in your family too? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In my family, the women were definitely like super for it, I guess, like you were saying. The men, it took a while. They needed to experience it. And once they did, they became like the biggest believers, supporters. I mean, like I've read priests. I've read cardinals from the Vatican like you know wow yeah like you read these and like I know people have their religious beliefs and I fully support it like whatever they want to do but you know they use their religion sometimes like being like because my religion I don't believe in mediumship or whatever Mm -hmm. and you're the devil and you're this and it's like that's what you want to believe it's fine but you have these people that are high power in religion coming for readings whether it's with me or someone else like they are doing it like firsthand they are doing it so I guess that's what confuses me a little bit and I have to commend you you've been using your gift for good you've been trying to help people as much as you possibly can I mean aside from the law enforcement stuff but this series on YouTube that you have called gone too soon you're starting to put some of that on or is that a TikTok series or it's a TikTok thing yeah yeah, TikTok series I haven't broken to TikTok yet I know I need to but that's the worst it's like a downward spiral (laughs) I I swear I I was so against it and then I started like a few months ago now I'm on my phone for hours I'm like I could watch this stuff for like hours like it's so great I know it's the worst and the best at the same time that's exactly right yeah oh you have this series you're helping people to connect and get some closure on those that have been gone too soon yeah does it ever become too emotionally overwhelming for you is it draining for you like it's it's got to be is it like such an energy suck like how does it does it work in terms of like your your mental and physical capacity like are there some times where you're like hey I need to take a step back and just really breathe for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely taxing, you know, on like your emotional state and definitely your physical state as well. It's, 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 it's pretty taxing. What I try to do is I take a week off every two months where I try to separate as much as I can from it because Mm -hmm. it does get really 
taxing and it's like and especially on the physical side I mean like when I do readings like I'm leave I wear sweatshirts when I read I don't think I've ever worn a t-shirt when I've read someone but I get drenched in sweat really yeah most mediums do is because you're working out a muscle in your brain that you don't really like work out it's like working out a muscle in your body that you don't really work out often and when you use it you strain it even more and more but then like eventually gets stronger and stronger because you're doing it so often but it's still like I'm telling you, like I come out and my shirt is like soaked and it's because I try to give everything I have yeah. for each person. So like, I'm coming out, I'm like, you know, people like, I'm like glossy. I like, I have like a glow on me and they're like, why are you glowing? I'm like, oh, because I'm sweating because I'm yeah. like, I'm like, it's not like I'm happy right now, which I am, but I'm like, but yeah. it is very taxing, like emotionally. That makes total well. sense. I could see why that is. Like, I, I can understand it's not just a mental thing. It's that your entire oh, physical being is yeah. pulled into this as you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like the whole like mental thing too. You really tap into things like people's very like intimate personal stuff. And mm-hmm. I would say majority of it's not great. And it's sad because it's like, I know this sounds bad. I become very numb to death, like in my own life, because I yeah. do this so much. It's been like a bit of a struggle for me to like separate But let me ask you this. So you say you've become numb to it, which I totally understand. But do you also think that it's not an overexposure thing, but it's also like comfort? No, it's not really the end of the person. Right. It's it's for for me, I become numb because it's a comfort. Like I I know that there's comfort beyond like this life. Like there's something else. There's something else. Yes. So like to me, I'm very comforted by it. So I guess numb's not the correct term to to use. I guess I'm just like, you know, a close, you know, if someone passes away, I'm like, it's not the end. I'm like, it's really, it's just the beginning. So I'm like, I guess that's how I think. So I don't like, you know, get super sad about it. Cause I know- love that. And I want you to talk more about that because that's what I want for the audience to hear is that our loved ones that are gone are still around, you know, just in a different form. I mean, I've, I've read elsewhere that spirits are basically an enhanced version of themselves in the afterlife. So whether it's they're younger or they're healthy or, or or whatever it is, but they're still who they were here in the physical world. 100% elsewhere is yeah. Is that true? What's, what's your view of the afterlife? Yeah. I mean, when, when, when I read people, I give you an example, like yesterday, I read someone who passed away tragically and they came back healthy and young. They came back in their best form, how they thought that their best self was. And that could be any age. So like if someone thinks their best form is when they're 60, then they're going to go come back healthy in their sixties. Majority of people don't majority of people come back like younger, but you can tell, at least I can, like, I know like what age they passed away. Like I can say if it's in their forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, twenties, and you could just tell that they come back like that. And it's, it's really comforting. And I, I guess from my view of the afterlife and, and all that they come back, like, I'm sure people always say it's like energy never dies. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like what people always like say, but it's true. They come through in their best form. So, so when they come, it's kind of like peaceful type of coming. It's like, I just want people to know that when they go to this afterlife, they're happy and content right away. Like, it's not really? like, yeah, they don't really hold on to anything. They, they will bring up situations for validity purposes that no one would know. But overall, they're happy and content with mm-hmm. like themselves. But they also like reflect on their life with the snap of fingers. So it's kind of like how you want to view it. I mean, like, I've read people where not that they were upset or mad. It's just like they had unfinished business that they right. needed to clear up with right. their family and like speak to their family. And like, that's pretty much like, I guess what you could say is like considered unfinished business, but you know, most of the time they come back to earth, they stay within their family and they come back fairly quickly. Some don't, but I would say most But they like reincarnate in their own same family. Yeah. Yeah. That's what always happens. So like you kind of like really? stick in. Yeah. So like you stay within like your core group of like 300 people in your life. And now people may think that's a lot, but I'm 29 and I'm telling you, I've met more than 300 people that oh, yeah. touched me, affected me in some type of way. What happens is, I mean, like when you're ready to come back, cause some people are content enough where they don't want to come back They're They feel like they completed what they needed to do on earth, what, whatever it is, but most of the time they'll come back. So like you're 
your child could be your sibling in your next life or your parent. Like it all rotates. Like you don't really like stay in the same like order that you do. Yeah. The listeners can't see this right now, but like I'm losing my mind at this whole time. <laughs> this is wild. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, we I've had people tell that to me before. My mom and I, other mediums have said to us that we were together in a past cool. life. Like, oh, I'm sure that I'm I might sure. have been her mom and she was my daughter in, a, in another right. life, but we were together before. And we do have a very close relationship where we're kind of like, yeah, that was probably true. <laughs> oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's wild. So like my daughter could be my dad That's in your next cool. life. Like, yeah. Cause like, cause like it, it could be like your grandma's your sister or brother in your next, like, like everyone kind of, okay. So not in, in this, in this world. So not one that I'm living. It's not like my dad can be reincarnated no. while I'm still living. Well, yeah, that's, okay. that, I mean, your dad could be like bits and pieces of your daughter and him, but yeah. overall, I'm assuming that he's probably waiting for you guys to go. And then you all come back like relatively at the same time. So I see yeah. what you're saying. Oh, that's really cool. Most of the time, your grandparents, your parents, and you know, your children will come back. Like those three groups will kind of be mixed and mangled for like, you know, for a long time until one of you is like, I'm good. I don't need to come back. I'm staying where I'm staying. And then it, then, it, cause then it keeps evolving. Right. Cause then it becomes like the grandkid then swoops up. Yeah. And, if, if it just becomes that very is absolutely fascinating. So do you know yeah. that it, you and your parents or your family have been together other times before? I don't know. I mean, like the one thing I will say is like uh, my grandfather, I look just like him. I'm going to like if I if I put up a picture and I showed you, you'd be like, that's super creepy. Like, you know, <laughs> we look like identical yeah. to each other. And it's, and like, I think it's weird, too. I think I was definitely like involved with like I think my mom was maybe a sibling or I was her parent like I I don't know but I know like we were definitely all together I was like, gonna say when you were younger you could have used that to your advantage and been like no. listen don't tell me what to do I'm actually your parent exactly <laughs> don't tell me anything I'm gonna go out tonight don't say anything like, exactly yeah. you listen to me young lady yeah <laughs> we're having pizza tonight we're not having what you want to have I wish I wish I'd, I would have known <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You've heard me talk about how therapy has been an absolute life changer for me, like legit don't know where I'd be without it. So if you're on the hunt for a therapy partner, you need to check out BetterHelp. It offers virtual services, assesses your personalized needs, and matches you with a licensed professional therapist that you can start talking to within 48 hours. And it's even more affordable than traditional counseling. Speaking of affordability, they're allowing me to gift you with 10% off of your first month because I love you and I want to see you get the help that you need. They really make it so simple. So go check out betterhelp.com slash SSFYL. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash SSFYL. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. So do spirits know automatically how to be able to connect with us in the physical world or just as it's kind of something that you had to hone in on and you had to um, learn to do, did they need to do the same thing? Yeah, it's kind of like they're learning a new language as well. So okay. it's kind of like the same thing. I will say this, they do come through. It's like, I have this problem and it is a problem that I can connect to someone who has passed like the day before. So like I oh, can wow. like if someone passed by 24 hours and you have an appointment with me, they'll come through as if they passed like two years ago. Wow. Like they just, but I could see like they're like a new energy, but it's a problem because I think people's initial reaction to death when they're into mediums or they believe in mediums or whatever is to hear from or anyone in general, actually, they want to hear from their loved ones right away. Like that's like in their mindset. But sometimes it could do more damage than good because you need to grieve like you need to right. like deal with your, oh, I agree with that. And like, yeah. and then once you're ready, you can hear from them. And I, I think I try to advise that to people when people want something from me, they're like, I lost someone a month ago. I'm like, I don't know if you're, if you should have a reading, you know, what I could say may not like sit well with you because you're still grieving and I don't mm -hmm. want to upset anyone anymore. I want this to bring peace and closure and make you feel closer, not make it worse. So like, it's, yeah super weird but yes it's kind of like them learning a new language and me learning their language and meeting in the middle i totally get that and you're the real deal for recommending that to people i mean that right there tells me that you really have their their interests at heart 
because right. I think it's very important for people to figure things out on their own a little bit. Yeah, Get a 100%. couple months down the line, sort mm -hmm. out the emotions, sort out the relationship that they yeah. had with that person, because 100%. that's so much of what grief is, is just figuring mm -hmm. out like, oh my God, like what, who was this person to me really? What are the, what is all the unfinished business we have? I mean, yeah. I went through hell and back with that with my dad. I used to say to my I'm best sure. friend all the time, is it possible to be in a fight with a dead person? Because I feel like he and I are <laughs> arguing and like gutting through what our relationship yeah. was. And until we got to a good point, are these spirits around, if we feel them around us, are they around to guide us through life or are they just kind of hanging out and watching? Do they pop in and out? Like I heard another medium say, the question he gets asked all the time is like, oh, like, are they there when I'm changing? Are they there when oh I'm like, God. and they're oh like, no, do you think the person would want to see you naked? Yeah. Like normally? No, they're not going to be yeah. there for that. I get that all the time. I get like, <laughs> are they watching me have sex? Are they watching me go to the bathroom? I'm yeah. like, I sit there. I'm just like, what is wrong with you people? I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like, they don't do that. I'm like, they're there to guide you when you feel their presence. And this is the honest truth. When you feel their presence, that's because one, you're struggling badly about their death and you need a little pick me up or two, you're going through something and they're trying to guide you through as best as they can. Now, people think like, when these signs come, like they're going to tell you to go left and not go right. Mm -hmm. But people don't pay attention to their surroundings of like the signs. So if you're driving and then you're thinking about, you know, the, like I'm using the military, you, you're like, should I join the military? And you're driving and all of a sudden you see a sticker, a Marine's mom driving again and you see air force, whatever. And you're going, you're seeing consistent things. You, you turn on the radio and it's a commercial for the army reserves or something. And it's nonstop. Like that's what they do to give you signs. Like if you're looking, I tell people, if you look too hard, you're not going to see them. It's when you don't look, right. you're going to get a lot of it. Like I'm very big with numbers. I have tattoos all over me for my family that are like for like numbers and stuff. When I tell people this sometimes, like, so my aunt died on July 10th. So 710 is huge for me. Mm -hmm. I don't go looking for it. Like, that's not what I do. But if I'm driving and I pull up to red light and the license plate is 710, I'm like, okay. Like, you yeah. know, like things like that. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not like looking around or when the clock is 710, I'm not like, oh my God, 710, like my aunt's here. I try to tell people the less you look, the more right. it will come. Do you feel that there's nothing that's a coincidence like that. Like there's mm -hmm. so many people that are like, I don't know, was it a sign? Is it not a sign? Like if you even have to think about it, it's a sign, right? 100%. It's not a okay. coincidence. I yeah. want to tell people straight off the bat, it's not a coincidence. A coincidence is like going in CVS and you're buying a pack of gum, then all of a sudden it's buy one, get one free. Like that's a coincidence. Like yeah. that's like, whoa, <laughs> like, you know, like who would have thunk that, you know, but it's like, it's like okay, certain... that right there that you just said that I, you're telling the CVS story and I'm like, oh, I have to tell a story about my dad. And you yeah. just said, who would have thunk that? My dad said yeah. that all the time. Oh, really? My... Said, everyone says I like, they've never heard that. So I oh, always say he that. always used to say that. Yeah. yeah. The CVS story I have about him was last year on his anniversary. I went to CVS with my husband and mind you, it was actually like my first time in a CVS since yeah. the pandemic had started. Oh, right. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like two months into the pandemic and I was like finally leaving the house and, and going. It was the day that he had passed away and I went to go like a get a special cereal because he always used to let me eat the sugary cereals that my yeah. mom never would. And I picked out uh pop cereal and i put it in the cart and at the last minute i was like no i don't want this and i put that back and i got apple jacks we get up to the cashier and the cashier takes it scans it and she puts the box back down so that the back of the box is facing me and okay. the back of the box says where's gary which is my no. dad's name oh that's crazy that, like insanity that's crazy. That yeah, he, my dad's crazy. gotten really good at it to the point where it's like not even just like random numbers or animals or things like right. his name has appeared to me many a times. I mean, you can't make that up. I mean, like that's exactly. the stuff like you, you, that. That's the stuff that I try to tell people. Like you really truly cannot make up, and I try to express that to people as much as I can. But you know, people think coincidences or whatever, but it's not. So yeah, I just want people to know that. So I think that I hear him or feel him or like even. Yeah like friends that I've lost or my mother-in-law, yeah, I'll hear like their reactions to something. Mm -hmm. And how do I know that that's, is that really them? Or is it just what I wish I would be hearing or what I yeah. think that their reaction would be like, and for others that may have that, like, how do you really know 
that you, what you're hearing or feeling or seeing is is real. Yeah. So this the seeing thing, I could definitely if you're seeing someone and their mouth is opening when they talk, that's a repressed memory. That's not them visiting you. Okay. When when you're in a dream or you're seeing them and their mouth is just shut and they're happy and they're smiling, but there's no talking, that's them visiting you because they can't speak. They just oh, can't that's speak. fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So like a lot of times I tell people, like people be like, I had a dream and my grandpa was just sitting there smiling. And I was like, yeah, that's him. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, did you look around? And they're like, no, I was just so focused on him. And I get it. Cause I would be too. But I, if for the people that are listening, like if you're in a dream and your loved one comes to your friend, family, whoever, and they're not speaking, look around you because they're putting you in a situation on purpose to help you with whatever you're going. Wow. Through. Okay. So, so like, that's, that's what they do. Like if they guide you somewhere, if they put you in a room with like things, like try to pay attention as much as can. I know it's hard, but it's, that's what they try to do. And as far as like the hearing thing, I don't know. I feel like that's not a repressed memory. Cause I feel like I can't hear my friends like that passed away or my family. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. wouldn't know their reaction, but if it happens so frequently, then I'm like, maybe that is like a repressed memory. But if it happens at certain moments, typically it will happen at like a moment that you know, that would make them laugh or go what, or whatever. Yeah. If it's just like in your own head, like you thought that was funny and you know, they wouldn't, then I probably not. But I know visually for sure. Like that's like, if their mouth is closed and they're there to, to visit mm -hmm. you. There were two instances that really stood out for me with my dad. One was like, I was having a conversation with my mom and mm -hmm. like talking about him and about like things that he had done wrong. And I felt him come through to be like, all right, all right. I know. Okay. Like yeah. I I've changed. I, I see what I did now. Like, can we just like pick up from this? And then yeah. I, I felt him like trying to intervene. And then, um, I've had other times, but another one was I was on the way, my husband and I had a destination wedding and I was in the car on the way to the airport for the wedding. And my dad, when he cried, used to like put his hand up to his mouth, like very emotionally. I saw him like almost through the window with his hand up to his mouth, crying mm -hmm. and saying like, I can't believe I'm not going to be there for this. Yeah. And again, I don't know if that, is that just me saying like, wow, that's probably what he is thinking or. You saw him say it? No, right. Cause his hand was over his face, right? No, I didn't hear him. I didn't like hear him say or see him say it. I just saw him like crying with his yeah. hand over his yeah. face. And like, he was like emitting that's that him. thought to me yeah no that's that's him that's exactly what they do that's like exactly what they do like they'll give you like a thought or whatever so like yeah. if their their mouth is closed but you're hearing them but their mouth is closed because you're hearing their thought yeah like you're hearing what they want you to hear but their mouth isn't open but like, yeah it's never like, like he's sitting there talking to me i just no and like that's why i try thoughts. to explain to yeah. people i also try to explain people like mediums like they don't just like I don't see a ghost. They sit down next to the person and right. start having, just, I start having you guys a just have coffee talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's not <laughs> like that. Like I try to explain that to people, people like, how do you get this like specific stuff? Like, are they sitting right there talking to you? Like back to back to back. And I'm like, no, it's not like that. I'm like drenched in sweat. Like I, my head's going to like explode. I'm like, yeah. no, that's not exactly. It. I wish it was like that. I really do. Well, that's really, really interesting. Okay. So that that's good for people to know that when they have their next dream and they, they can say, okay, yeah. Was the mouth open or was it closed? And then to really look at the surroundings. The any, yeah. any other advice you have for somebody who wants to really sharpen that that gift that they might have? Yeah, um, I, I get that question a lot actually from people. My suggestion, I know it sounds really stupid because trust me, I thought it was too. So trust me. It's, <laughs> um, so, I'm just, so everyone's bear with me, but um, it's, it's meditating a lot more because what happens is when you do readings and stuff is you need to learn how to tr like, and I know this sounds stupid again, but it's to truly blank your mind out. And the reason why you need to truly blank your mind out is because when you do that, you become a funnel for the other side. You, your mind just becomes a funnel. Oh, and they wow. start giving okay. you like images. If you think during it, you're going to have repressed memories of like, you're thinking of what they want to hear or it's like you skewer reading to what you want it to be because like sometimes gotcha. readings will be like relationship based for like like someone goes for a relationship based reading and that's all it is but that's not what a reading is supposed to be 
And it's supposed to be like whatever they want to talk about. So if they want to talk about you driving a Camry, Toyota Camry, it's what they're going to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're going to put that image in your head. Yeah. So for the people that really want to sharpen it, it's just meditate. And also practice makes perfect. Yeah. And do not, and I, like, I try to tell people, don't practice on people that you know. Do right. not do that. You need to practice on people that you have not a clue who the hell they right, are. Right. Because then it becomes more authentic for yourself and for them. If you're reading people that you know, you're going off a of memory, you're going off of what like they want to hear and you're afraid mm -hmm. to say something to someone if it's personal. Do it like to someone you don't know and obviously have compassion when you tell them stuff that's not easy to say. But like, I just try to tell people that because that those are my two big things. Cause I mean, there, there's like other things you can do, but the two main things to like really sharpen your skills is that like, that makes sense now. Cause uh, I know a lot of mediums, they'll have you meditate for like a few minutes before they start the read the reading. And is that why yeah. to just kind of drain your thoughts? It's, it's a drain your thoughts too. I mean, like I'm again, I'm the most like unconventional medium. So it's like you come in, I tell you what I do and I just jump right into it. Like, I don't really like do that stuff, but they do that probably because if you're thinking like you want to hear something so specific, like a relationship thing, the reading gets like skewed to that too, right. because then your loved ones will want to talk about that because you want to talk about that. Right. So I try to tell people like, actually, I don't tell people anything. I kind of just kind of just do it. And then I figure out like in the first two minutes what they want, because it's just like very easy to see. It's like so easy to see, like if they want to talk about life or they want to talk about their loved one, like it's very easy to see how the reading like plays out when I tap in right away, like very cool. Yeah. So you mentioned you are friendly with some of the big time mediums that are out there. Mm -hmm. You yourself are getting to be a big time medium. I love it. And okay. uh, you've had some experiences with celebrities and some reality stars. You had some time on the Hills and you read yeah. Audrina and Heidi and Spencer. Um, yeah. Anything that you can tell us about that? Yeah, they're, they're good people. Um, I was going to be on the Hills and um, be like a reoccurring guest to do like readings and be friends because I'm very close with Audrina. She kind of brought me into the Hills group of like Heidi, Spencer, all of those people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was just like, I did readings, I just became friendly with them. And now because of certain things that I'm doing now, I, I can't be on the show. Oh, like okay. I, I can't be on the show because I'm doing other stuff. So yeah, I don't so. follow the Hills. I mean, I, I did like years ago and it was like the OG. Oh, I don't either. So cast. I wouldn't worry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> I can't watch that stuff. Like and my brain will melt a little bit. Do you, uh, do you watch any <laughs> reality TV? Only reality TV show I watch and I'm starting to lose interest on is the challenge. Okay. Okay. I like, like those like competition shows. Like yeah. I like to see people compete that are like, I hate to use this word, but like normal people, not like professional athletes that are like right. superior, like athletes, like just normal people going in and doing these crazy challenges. But that's becoming like, I've read a lot of those people too. So it's yeah. like, you know, it skews my head with, with stuff. So okay. I just don't even watch it anymore. I'm, I watch more like um, Netflix and yeah, I've been like, just stuff like that. Like just like not, I guess, scripted shows, I guess. Is I just finished I clickbait. Did you watch that? Oh my God. Great show. I just finished it. <laughs> so great good. Show. Yeah. I love so it. Good. Yeah. There's, there are a lot of plot holes, but it was good. Like it was great. I, I guess I don't want to give too much away for people that are listening. Yeah, that haven't, yeah. That it's haven't seen it, but definitely go watch it to everybody. Cause it was really Agreed. good. Agreed. Um, I, I read somebody said it was like junk food basically because it was like, it wasn't like that great, but it was still pretty good. And you're just going to exactly. keep it back into you're, the bag. You, you, you're, it's like late at night. You have nothing to watch. It's like, it was very satisfying. Yeah. It was very yeah. satisfying. Like an episode at night. You're like, nice. Like that was a yeah. good 45 minutes. Like that yeah, was or something. like five in one night if you're like me, but that's fine. Anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, my husband was away. The baby was asleep and I just took oh. myself in and watched just, four episodes at one time. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, is your gift able to give you the ability to look into like a celebrity's life and see if they're going to have success or if they're going to have drama around their career? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them ask that. Like a lot of celebrities will always ask that with me. Yeah. Like, they just want to know if, like, like what's next for them. And yeah. I do get it because they're, I, I guess they're um, like jobs is just very, you know, up and down sometimes. So mm -hmm. I like, I will they ask you, like, hey, like I just read this script. I'm thinking about taking this job. Like, where should I go in this direction? Oh, like, no. are you influencing Hollywood and telling oh. these people what they should pursue? 
sometimes yeah that's sometimes. so cool yeah sometimes like I'll, I'll i'll come up in the reading or organically like they mm-hmm. won't tell me anything so i'll be like are you doing this with this like i'll be like who's this um you're involved in this and this and it's like all the people that are like producer director and this that like hasn't even been out yet and they're like yeah i just saw the script and i'm like yeah you should probably do it that's and then so they cool. do it and then it becomes a bit like knock on wood if it, they typically do well with it and obviously it could be luck i guess i don't know for me but typically the shows do very well or movies do very well yeah people do yeah and then my final question for you who has been your favorite reading that you've done and who is like your pipe dream that you hope one day you'll be able to do a reading for it's hard to say about my favorite reading because they're all kind of really great they're all so different i'm sure they're all special in their own way exactly and they all have like given me different opportunities and stuff where it's like i never would have imagined in my like entire life like going to a private sunday service with kanye with like people like like i never thought i would have been that like in that arena yeah. like five years ago you know what i mean but my dream that's a good question okay i have a couple I, actually i do have a couple okay I also let's hear stupid. it I have Dwayne The Rock Johnson because yes, I'm a big fan, but he is one of the most genuine great people I've ever, he just helps out. And mm-hmm. I feel like I would love to help him out because he helps out so many people. Oh, that's um, so sweet. Yeah. And then it's kind of like Adam Sandler would be very cool. He's in Philly this week or lately. I He's know. filming his his newest movie. You got to come down to Philly. It's where it's all happening. I, I know. I want to do him because he seems like an amazing human as well. I only really want to do people that are good people. So yeah. like Drew Barrymore would be very cool. And just like those type of people that like you, you can tell that are just so like genuine and good. Yeah. And those are the people like I've turned down a lot of celebrities. I've turned down a lot of people because like the people that reach out that are like super big, you can tell like some are good and some are not. And I only want to, work with the good people I don't want to I don't need to deal with people that aren't nice and stuff like I don't need to deal with it good for you good for you any final message to the listeners about their loved ones that are in heaven or something that may help them in their daily grief yeah I guess my biggest thing that like I want people to know is like when you think that they're not around you, your friends, family, whoever, like they are around you and when you're going through something and you're kind of wondering like where's my sign? Where's the push that my loved ones are going to give me? Like, like, I can't take it anymore. You need to understand, like, they're doing that for a reason. And, and there's always a threshold with it. So they'll push you to a certain extent and then oh, wow. come in and help you. You, everyone needs to go through something to like really make them appreciate what's coming up next for them, wow. which okay. is what they always try to do. But like, I still want people to think like, if you're struggling and you're going through something and you're like, why aren't they answering my prayers? Why aren't they answering me? Like, you need to know, like they are around you, like all the time they're with you, watching you and kind of guiding you in their own way to protect free will, if that makes sense. So like, you guys just need to understand that because I, I feel like myself included, like sometimes I'm like, where's my sign? Where's this? Cause like mm-hmm. you're struggling and they're doing it on purpose. Like they're doing it on purpose for everyone. That is super helpful. I have a lot of friends that have struggled with that, that they feel that they haven't had signs from their loved ones and they feel like, is it because they're mad at me? You know, that's something that oh. people say a lot. Is it because they don't want to connect with me? You know, are right. they not happy where they are? But to hear that, to say, okay, you know, you have to be almost pushed to this threshold before yeah. they come. Hopefully that that can kind of quell those thoughts a little bit. So yeah. great to hear 100%. that from you. Oh, thank All right. you. Well, you are amazing. Thank you so much. I really thoroughly enjoyed this. I can't wait to like sit down and listen to this again. And then for all my (laughs) listeners to be able to hear all the great advice and, and just like a look into the afterlife and what spirits go through and how they're not really as far away as we think. And they're, they're with us. Yeah. They're really not far at all. They're very close to you guys, like way closer than anyone thinks. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time and I'll be watching to see what happens with you next. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Head over to Instagram to follow more at so sorry with Gianna. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, leave that five-star review. I would love you for it more to come on this season of so sorry for your loss. So stay tuned.